know about. I have seen my next guest all over the place when I've been at VegFests and conferences, but I don't know why I've never had a chance to talk to him one-on-one. -on -one. And so I'm so happy today that he's here. His internet wasn't working at home and he's so conscientious that instead of canceling, he went to a business so that we could have this talk. His name is Will Tucker and he is from Will Tucker Fitness, WTF, which I love because that could mean something else. And right. he's here today to tell his story <laughs> and hopefully to inspire you guys to start moving because, you know, I understand that there's a pandemic for some people that their, their lives haven't changed. They're busier than ever, but some of you guys, you're working at home now. You don't have that commute. You got time to exercise. And this is the guy to inspire you. Actually, I've had people that I know that have taken your classes and they say you're amazing. Well, thank you for having me on, uh, Chef AJ. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes, I believe we do have a few uh, mutual friends in common or clients. And um, they say amazing things about you as well. So <laughs> Nice. I'd love the opportunity to take one of your classes. So how did you get started both as a fitness expert and as a plant eater? Wow. Well, let's go with the fitness world first. Um, and this is the truth. I actually started exercising way back in 1975 when I would be waiting on my bus to take me to my kindergarten class. I would turn on my little 12 inch black and white TV and Jack LaLanne, Godfather of Fitness, had a TV show and I would sit there and mimic him. The thing that pulled me in was he always had his dogs on scene with him. So I started watching. Then I started mimicking him doing jumping jacks, push-ups and the like. So it actually goes all the way back to there. And then throughout school, I stayed active. Um, I did participate in some team sports, but I always worked out on my own at home got my first weight set when I was around 10 years old and kind of been lifting ever since. But that's how the, that's the true root of it from mimicking Jack LaLanne. Well, you don't, you don't know how happy that made me because, you know, I recently interviewed his wife and he's one oh, of wow. my heroes. Yeah. Elaine LaLanne. She's yeah. like, she's 94 and mm -hmm. she still lifts weights every day. Wow. That's inc incredible. Yeah. I bet she'd, I hope to, she, hope to keep I'm going to send her this interview because she'd be happy to hear that you were inspired by her husband. Absolutely. He is who inspired me authentically at the core of it that's where it started well that is just that makes me happy to hear everybody's saying you have such a great smile you do you're so friendly it's so good to see a friendly face i know right <laughs> in the world we're living in right now we all just need a big group hug and we'll work it all out <laughs> absolutely well if everybody i think you know if everybody exercised or did something they it, it would dial down a lot of their anger and anxiety because i don't i don't love exercise but i know i love what it does for me and if i know what how i feel when i don't do it and i don't feel very good yeah absolutely exercise does release those feel good hormones in the body and you just feel a, a sense of accomplishment. At least I do. When I finish a workout, I mean, I feel amazing. Yes, I may be tired physically, but mentally and spiritually, I feel so inspired. Well, you became an exerciser at a young age, but when did the plant eating start? And, and isn't it neat how they both kind of work together synergistically? Yeah, they did come together. Those two worlds did collide. So, um, as I mentioned, I'd been sorry about the emergency vehicles going by. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's that's real life, and and you know, and people need to get on the program because that is an emergency too. A lot of people are not right. it's not necessarily our viewers, but a lot of people need to start eating better and start moving. Absolutely. Because that's the real pandemic, you know. I mean, as bad as this pandemic is, everybody's forgetting we had another one before. It was called the obesity pandemic. Absolutely. And that one still continues, believe it or not. <laughs> but 
my story, um, as far as my path to uh, being a plant eater, um, as I mentioned, I'd always been physically active as far as working out. I was working in mortgage banking after college. I'm originally from East St. Louis, Illinois, so I'm a Midwestern guy. And after college, I was working in mortgage banking in the St. Louis area. Then when the economy started to tank in the mid to late 2000s, a group, a team was reassigned to the Phoenix area, working with this certain big bank in the country. And um, it was, fall was approaching and it was Thanksgiving, of course. And a few of us that weren't going back home, we decided to have a traditional Thanksgiving at one of the team members' homes. So, you know, I show up and you have turkey and all the trimmings, traditional Thanksgiving, if you want to call it that. And, you know, you can't leave without a big plate of leftovers. So after fellowship, I have this huge plate of leftovers and I go back to my little apartment and I'm just flipping through television channels trying to find something to watch. And somehow I wind up on the National Geographic channel and there was a documentary on about animals being born and the connection between the mother and the baby. And I don't care what type of animal it was, whether it was a bear, cow, sheep, pig, chicken, whatever it was, there was one thing that was common and it was the bond between the mother and the baby. And something pulled me into that documentary and I ended up watching the whole thing. And after it was over, the light, light switch flipped for me. It was an aha moment. I was like, yo, my whole life I've been eating somebody's baby. And that day, Thanksgiving day 2006, I threw every piece of meat I had out of my house and that was the start of my path. I was vegetarian, I'll say at that point, because I still did um, eggs, that ever addictive cheese. And you know, they do try to sneak milk in a lot of the foods that you find up and down the aisles of your grocery stores. So vegetarian, I was five years. And then I was getting more and more into competing in bodybuilding. And I was like, I wonder if I can do this as a vegan. I just wanna stop the dairy and the eggs and cheese I was doing. I didn't know if it was possible, but this shows you how long ago it was. It was 2011, I believe, and I stumbled upon a book in Borders Bookstore by my buddy Robert G called Vegan Bodybuilding and Fitness. And I bought that book and um, the month of October, I attempted to go plant-based 100%. Two weeks in, I hadn't felt better. I looked better. My recovery from workouts was minimal, if any. And that's the same year I went to win my pro card and bodybuilding finally as a 100% vegan bodybuilder. Well, I, you know, I love you talked about the mother relationship because I can't remember which vegan talks about that, but how just whole animal agriculture is, is, is what's the word I'm thinking of misogynistic because yeah. think, you know, I mean, it, it's horrible. I mean, they, it, they kill male animals too, but that it's, it's just, yeah. that's, you know, I just, I, that's such a great way of looking at it because especially, you know, when you think about veal, because there are people that eat meat but that won't eat veal. Like when, like I was raised Jewish and for, I don't, we, we, there were certain animals we didn't eat, but like a lot of people would never eat veal or foie gras for the cruelty, but they don't, and they don't realize like, well, there's cruelty in all animal agriculture, whether it's eggs or dairy. But, but I know what you mean when they take the baby away, when it's a boy, he can't be a, a dairy cow and he becomes veal and he gets a little chain around his neck and he's kept in the dark. And I mean, they have videos of these cows crying. And that's what I just, I don't understand. Honestly, like the older I get, I want to say the angrier I get, like, I don't get why people would eat animals knowing this. Well, they, a lot of them don't. They don't want to know. Paul McCartney said if slaughterhouses had windows, everyone would be vegetarian. It's just, Absolutely. but thank you for bringing that up. Because you're like a manly man, and yet you have this compassion, you know? Oh, yeah. I think we all have it. And there's some just show it more than others. And it's probably based on life experiences. I mean, we all start out innocent and pure at the core. 
and then life experiences can make us sort of harden up and toughen. And, you know, I'm not afraid to show my sensitive side. And that's where the connection came from. And that led me on this journey and meeting wonderful people like yourself and other people in the vegan community and led me to doing talks about it, sharing my story with others and inspiring others and helping them make the transition as well. Did, did it change anything like when you, your ability to work out or lift heavier, or was it the same? Like, did you notice a difference physically in, in your body as a, as a lifter or as a fitness person? Oh, definitely from the recovery standpoint, my recoveries were minimal, if any. Typically after a heavy day, I would be sore probably two days, especially when a delayed onset muscle soreness kicks in probably on that second day. But since I've been 100% vegan, it's been drastically reduced and hardly noticeable in most cases. And I've been vegan nine years now. And as I mentioned, was vegetarian five years prior to that. So it's definitely noticeable. And um, I think I've gotten stronger and better muscular definition. Because as I mentioned, when I first went vegan, that's when I finally broke through and won my pro card. Other shows I had competed in, I would either play second or third. Do you think the movie Game Changers is going to make a difference in, in some athletes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I saw it. It was a very good film. Um, and they do have a lot, you know, professional athletes in there as well that can, you know, transcend the, the locker rooms in professional sports. And of course, that trickles down to people that are fans and that watch sports teams or see these certain figures that they com consider their idols that they look up to. So I think it definitely has an impact. I've seen a lot of people even attempt, whether it was successful or not, to go plant-based after watching that film because it is eye-opening from the physicality standpoint. And then you got other documentaries like What the Health that show you the different side from the health standpoint as well, how um, you know we're being led astray by we should be consuming dairy for strong bones, for example, when you know it's been proven time and time again that that actually hurts more than helps. Right. But Jamie, who's watching live, says, I became vegan for health reasons nearly two years ago. Now I understand. And the thought of eating animals makes me sad and stick. So a lot of people come, you know, people come to it from ethics like I did and like you did. Other people from health, thanks to movies like Forks Over Knives and some people for the environment. But I think once you become vegan, it's hard to ignore the other two pieces. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Whatever the reason is, yeah. Absolutely, it's all encompassing. I mean, I don't think the animals care if you do it for the environment or for your health. They're just like, great, there's fewer That's animals on your plate. That is what I said. You know, I was being bashed. First of all, I was ethical vegan for 26 years before I even did it for health. I was, I had the worst vegan diet, coke slurpees, things like that. And then uh -huh. some ethical vegan said, well, if you're not vegan for the animals, you shouldn't be vegan. And the last time I checked, like you say, they don't really care. I'm being killed. They're right. like, well, no, you know, that person, that, that not an ethical vegan. So go, no, come on. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the animals care. I mean, it's all encompassing and you reach that point. I mean, a good example is is my own brother. As I mentioned, I'm from the Midwest, you know, meat and potato country. And this year, you know, after being ridiculed for the last nine years for me being vegan when I would go home, this year he decided to give it a shot. And this was pre-pandemic. So he started in January and then March, everything kind of shut down. He had, um, he was borderline diabetic, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. He started taking some of my advice and doing some research on his own. And within three and a half months, he had dropped 50 pounds. He started going for walks every day. And then, like you said, it ties in anyway, 
he lives in a gated community with a lake, pretty nice area. And he would always see these ducks on his walk. And then one day he was on his walk and he noticed one of them, unfortunately, was in the road dead. I guess he got hit by a car and how the other duck, the male duck was over the female duck and was kind of sad. He could tell that. And so just from him changing his diet, then he started noticing these animals on his daily walk and then noticed how the duck felt seeing, you know, the other one that got killed, unfortunately. So it, it, it all ties in the, the environmental aspect, the animal welfare aspect, and of course, the health. Absolutely. So here's a question from Mandy. Do you use protein powders or just whole plant foods or a combination? Hi, Mandy. Actually, I'm supplement free for the last six years. I don't believe in anything that's manufactured, you know, and they take and isolate those macronutrients and those powders, pills, potions, and lotions. I don't hate on anybody that does it, but me, I feel better and I feel stronger and more vibrant without that. And I've been supplement free for six years now. Nice. Are you allowed to tell your age? I just turned 50. In okay, because okay, I, I, I didn't know that because Candy wrote No Way Is He 50 and I, I thought like 35 maybe at oh. the most. That's amazing. God, you look great. If I didn't have the quarantine beard, you'd probably think I was 20. <laughs> no, you look amazing. I did, Thanks for posting that, Candy, because I didn't even know that. Wow, that is amazing. So let's see. Very good. So are you able to teach your classes now with pandemic in person or online or how does somebody work with you? Yeah, actually, I do a combination now. The pandemic definitely made me make some adjustments in my business. I was doing 100% in person because I felt a better connection and got better results with people. And of course, accountability when you have to come in and see me is much higher. Then uh, with the first shutdown here in Arizona, I took everything online and started doing a, a virtual platform. So it was similar to what we have right now. It was a two-way platform where it's interactive. I can see you, you can see me, and we're in a group setting. And as far as nutritional logs, I was just getting those via email. Then here in Arizona, they allowed us to open up for a few weeks, and I tried to convert everything back in person. And then a couple weeks later, we got shut down again. So I went back online. And uh, right now, since we've been able to open back up here since uh, mid-August, I've been doing a kind of a hybrid. I prefer in-person, which, you know, a lot of people are concerned, rightfully so, for, um, you know, exposure. And, um, but mainly online is what I'm focusing on building up now, especially going forward into the new year. I'm mainly working on building up the virtual as well as the online aspect. Is your are your classes kind of like like boot camps? What 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 do you do with people? I would say it's more of a hit style workout, meaning high, moderate to high intensity, and it's done in a circuit type format. I do small group training primarily. I have a handful of one on one clients. And most of those I worked with, I work with in their home. They have home gyms, but in my fitness studio, I do small group training, and it's a combination of hit as well as sometimes we work certain body parts in combination of cardio resistance training, body weight, dumbbells, bands, the like, whole nine. That sounds like it's hard. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> well, speaking <laughs> That's of- what I call it. Uh, well, but you've got, you've got a passion for it. Mandy says, what do you enjoy most about training people? You know, honestly, the moment they get it, you know, because a lot of people, you know, especially with, the standard American diet, they come in and they're 
you know, either on a cocktail of prescription medications or borderline for a lot of these chronic issues, which can easily be alleviated by upgrading, I like to say, the nutritional consumption that they're doing. And the thing I really like is when they get it and they replace bad habits with the good habits that they're learning and acquiring from me. And then they just take charge and they see their bodies changing mainly uh, over the aesthetics of their body is their health improving. They're getting off of medications, feeling better, looking better, vibrating higher. And then, of course, once you get everything fixed on the inside, it shows on the outside with the reduction of body fat, increased lean muscle. And that's what drives me to do it. And that's why I've been doing it 16 years, seeing people change. It's almost like when you see a butterfly, a caterpillar that goes into the cocoon and then they sprout their wings and they're colorful and they're flying away. That's kind of what I see, what I take people through. Do most people come for you initially for weight loss? Yes, 100% yes, absolutely. Most people are, um, like I mentioned, that standard American diet um, packed with all kinds of bad stuff. Um, Most people do have excess weight and that's their number one priority getting the weight off. But do they know that diet's just as important, if not more important? And when do you have the, the, the vegan conversation with them? Well, I let them know up front what I promote. <laughs> you know, I, I don't care what walk of life they come from. Always let them know, of course, you're an adult. You can do as you wish, but this is what I strongly recommend. This is what I live by, and this is what I promote. So some people are a little more resistant and hesitant than others, but if they can just at least start incorporating more fruits and veggies, more whole grains, whole food, plant-based sources, they feel different and the proof is in the pudding. And then some people I can take and give them that little bit of information. And next thing you know, they take off running with it. They, I've converted, if that's even allowed to be said, or I like to say I guided them better yet to a plant-based lifestyle. And then it trickles down to the family members because a lot of times you get the mom or dad in one of my sessions and signs up as a client. And then they take these new practices home and it trickles down. And then the wife or spouse is involved and then it trickles down to the kids. And I've seen quite a few families change just based on recommendations from what I've shown one of the parents. That's fantastic. We have a young lady named Athena who's 11 years old watching who's been vegan her whole life. That is pretty cool. And she just had a birthday. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. That is neat. Wow. You know, you have a very nice voice. Have you ever thought of voiceovers? I have done some stuff in the past, I've, but I um, haven't done it in years. Yeah. But um, it's something I would definitely consider. Yeah, because I mean, I, <laughs> I have the right opportunity came about. Right. No, I have a good ear for that. And it's, you have a very nice voice. So what about the people that just were like me till I was 52? Like John Pierre got inside my head and he kind of like he tricked me into exercising. And now, you know, once you get the bug, it's like, you know, you can't not do it after after you you know, get to the place where you realize how beneficial it is for so many things. But what about all the people like me that just uh -uh, not going to it? Like, how do you get somebody started? You know, that's tricky. And it's, it's very, um, I guess it, it varies from person to person, you know, I just have to, in the initial consultation, I just have to hear that why, why they set foot in that door 
And I try to, I tend to focus on that. And once I get that hot button topic, whatever it is, they want to feel better. They want to see their grandkids grow up. They, you know, they, they get winded walking up a flight of stairs, whatever it is, I usually take that and focus on it. And that kind of jump starts it. And I remind them time and time again, you know, if they're a slow starting person that, hey, you know, you want to feel better or achieve whatever it is they're looking for, let's focus on the basics. And I think we can build up and, you know, make a drastic change in your health. Did, were you able to influence any like other fitness people by your, you know, being who you are and what you do? And, and when you won awards, were they eating meat or were they vegan or both? Um, I placed well in bodybuilding as a vegetarian. I started when I was vegetarian at five years. I didn't win my first pro card until I was 100% plant-based or vegan. And I went on to one, win three more. So I've won a total of four overalls as a 100% vegan. I placed well as a vegetarian <laughs> and I didn't compete as a meat eater, but you know, that was my background for the first 36 years of my life that's cool have you have you written any books or any aspiring to write one you know i think i'm going to do interactive ebooks coming in january where the people can get some of my workouts and instead of just you know scrolling through an ebook have actual hyperlinks to go to a video segment of me instructing them on proper form and technique and how to avoid injury when performing certain moves so coming soon as nice. far as an actual book uh, i've been toying with the idea for years and just have this huge block <laughs> not my head but a huge block that just um i have to overcome to really get pen to paper and make it happen but the yeah. ebook the digital format i'll definitely be in that space big time starting in january that sounds great so here's a question from Monica. What is the best outdoor activity if your condition is low, 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 and it's all capitalized? Low, low, low. <laughs> Anything that you will enjoy, Monica, honestly, if it's just a walk, if you need a certain, some people like certain sceneries, you know, maybe it's a park that has nice flowers and a lake or something, and just get out there and put one foot in front of the other and that's how it starts. You, you have to find that baseline. You're honest with yourself. You're not going to go out there and run 10 miles and just put one foot in front of the other and just start. Even if you're low, 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 <laughs> you can do it, Monica. Yeah, I just wonder, I just think, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not in the same space as you working with people trying to inspire them to exercise or improve their fitness, but it seems like it's a tougher sell than even getting them to eat right in some ways. It is because <laughs> a lot of people, um, they don't want to feel pain or they find it, you know, it can be challenging at times. As I mentioned, I do a lot of high intensity sessions and it, it, it takes a lot and it can be taxing, but the people that start, like Monica mentioned, they come in and it's about meeting them where they are. I'm not just gonna throw everything at somebody on their first day. It's about meeting them where they are and building up. And within a few weeks, they're up to par. And they're like, I can't believe a couple weeks ago, this same routine was killing me or, you know, or I would be winded or felt nauseated or whatever the case may be. And then they get in the groove. 
because you once that cardiovascular conditioning improves, that's a huge part of it because you're not breathing as heavy, you don't feel as taxed, you, your lung capacity is great, and then you just get those muscles working. And if you're doing the proper things at home nutritionally wise and recovery, you'll be fine. Nice. Any inspiring stories you can share about clients? Wow. I mean, I've got so many over the years, but one thing, um, this was maybe four years ago, I did a little scholarship deal. I just put out a random Facebook post looking for six people that were on prescription medications, you know, overweight, whatever the case may be. And I got six ladies who participate in this six week study with me. I like to call it a study, not that I'm a scientist by any means, but, um, and we were on a particularly high fruit based diet. And one of the ladies, oh, wow. She was well over 300 pounds, had, had a, was type two diabetic, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Uh, what's the other thing? Women have endometriosis. Endometriosis. Yes, she had uh, t terrible flare-ups of that. So anyway, long story short, within that six weeks, uh, she was off all her medications, no more endometriosis flare-ups. And as a group, collectively, they had lost 90 pounds in that six weeks. With the, the larger woman I mentioned, she dropped 35 of that alone. That's pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, and that, that was one of my big aha moments because I'm more of a high fruit guy as far as my nutrition. I love fruit smoothies. I like greens, too. Don't get me wrong. I do green smoothies, but um, I'm more of a raw fruit first kind of guy, smoothie second, and then veggies third. But uh, I, I found that there's real healing power in eating as close to nature as possible instead of eating boxed manufactured foods like we going back to the supplement question that we got earlier. That's what uh, Jack Mullane has said. He, cause he, you know, he wasn't quite vegan, but he was close, but he said, no processed food. If God made it, eat it. And no, if, yeah, if God made it, eat it. If man made it, don't eat it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. God, I wish he was live. I'd love to have him on the show. Come back, Jack. I know, right? <laughs> My <Yep>. inspiration. <laughs> wow. So question, uh, Candy says, other than, uh, my, I've started taking exercise seriously. Other than to keep going, how do you combat the soreness? Ooh, if you're having uh, any extreme soreness, what I always recommend is a warm bath with Epsom salt and a little bit of rubbing alcohol in the water and sit there and soak for maybe 15, 20 minutes and it works wonders. Trust me. Yep. I it's, think you'll be it, pleasantly surprised. I, I take it even when I'm not sore because it's just it's just, just so good for you. I don't know, it relaxes oh, yeah. you and everything. I, mean, yes. I saw a question for, about what what is Will's favorite post-meal workout? No, meal post, well, not post-workout post meal. <laughs> yeah, what's your, what's your favorite workout after I understood you? that, actually. <laughs> you know, that's so I'm, funny. I'm mixing the words up. But either way. Not. Uh, I'm a big fruit guy, so always after workout, I always do like a big fruit smoothie. I, you know, have a high speed blender, fill it up with fruits, maybe uh, as far as liquid, maybe some coconut water, orange juice. I try not to add ice to them. I don't like to water it down much, but yeah, I'm a big fruit smoothie guy. So any variety, like I mentioned, a lot of my do throw greens in. So that's kind of my post-workout meal. I'm not the traditional, I guess, 
lifting person that, you know, opts for a protein shake right after a workout. I like those fruits that, that, you know, that gives me that simple sugar, replaced what I've burned out, those glycogen stores from lifting, and I'm good to go. Nice. Uh, Monica's saying, I will start Nordic walking. You know, somebody gave me those poles and I actually had to give them to a friend because you can't really use them when you're walking your dog. You know, it's just, oh, yeah. not, it's, it's just, I couldn't do it. And that's really when I'm doing my walking. So, but how, how, how what do you think about those things that the walking poles? You know, if you need them for balance, I guess they're good. I really don't know if they're weighted or if they're supposed to be a form of resistance, but if you're having trouble with stability or balance, I think that'd be good as opposed to falling over. So um, it's supposed to, I think what I've read is it's supposed to work your upper body at the same time. I, I'm not, I never could figure out how to use them. So yeah, I mean, if it's a little added resistance, like I don't think it could hurt, but I, I thought people used them because, you know, for balance issues. Yeah, maybe, so or maybe like if in case a, a case a wild animal comes or, or right. a snake, I don't know. I, I, I never, I couldn't figure that out. So, um, Okay, it's either Tamara or Tamara. Sorry, I don't know where to put the emphasis on which syllable, but she says, for someone who is very bottom heavy, should I avoid squats or the exercises that women use to increase their curves? Should I wait until I'm at my ideal weight for those exercises? Ooh, good question. What I would suggest, um, I wouldn't say avoid squats or lunges or anything. Um, I would really focus on the nutritional aspect and, you know, without going in depth and, you know, having a consultation with you, um, I would focus on, you know, maybe based on where you are, when you say bottom heavy, uh, maybe up in the cardio. So I'm definitely focusing on nutrition, but I would not shy away from the squats. Um, I, but I can't do them because I broke my knee. I've never been able to do them. I just, it's like, can't. You broke your knee? Yeah, when I was 50. That's how come I, I lost weight. It was the last straw because I couldn't that that was the that was a it was a very fortunate break because that's when I really took it seriously because I couldn't couldn't use a walker or a wheelchair. I was too fat. I had to I just I, I could use a wheelchair. I couldn't use a walker or the crutches. And that's when I just got so disgusted. And but since then it's just it's not something I can do. But you know what I can do and I do do it's I can spin because biking oh, yeah. is so great for your knee, even with knee problems. Absolutely. It's like it's wonderful. Yeah, if you got knee issues, yeah, you want to definitely avoid anything that's going to put that impact on there. Like you mentioned, spin, uh, some people opt for the elliptical. Uh, find something that's, that you enjoy and two, that's safe, that you're not doing any extra damage to that knee. Definitely. Absolutely. If Mandy, anybody else has knee issues as well. Yeah, Mandy says, sounds like he has a great approach to nutrition. And, uh, oh, Pat says, I've come in late. Where is your gym? You don't, you don't, do you have an actual gym? Yeah, I do have an actual physical fitness studio here in Mesa, Arizona. I don't know if any of your people are out there, but it's on the corner of Alma School in Guadalupe, the southwest corner in Mesa, Arizona. And it's, uh, it's called Body Fusion Fitness, but you can also find it under Will Chucker Fitness. Either way, if you Google either one, they always cross paths. Nice. Okay. So um, Lori's saying the hiking poles take pressure off your knees and helps the upper body. And mm -hmm. Petra say it works if you do it right. So, and Carla says they're great if you're walking hills and woods and if you had a hip replacement. So good to know guys. Thank you. Oh, yeah. um, 
Anyway, Petra says this has nothing to do with balance. There are thermal images showing how the correct movement of the Nordic walking sticks. No, I think I'm not. I think it's great, Petra. It's just that I I don't have time to take a walk without my dog. That and so that's why I just couldn't figure out how to use it. You know, the guy said, "Well, just tie her around your waist," and I'm like, "Not going to do that." Okay, <laughs> so here's. I mean, if you don't want to answer this, because we had a show once where I answered this, and the guy was just very upset. But I think you'll be able to answer it and not get upset with me. Are you ma- are you married with kids? I am both. I married. I have a 22 year old son at the University of Arizona down in Tucson, and a 12 year old stepdaughter at the house. So yeah, nothing Wait, to get, why would you get upset about that? I, I don't know. And, and I oh, it was just it was the most uncomfortable show ever. And I, I didn't I. I don't know. It, it just so so. I, I really try to ask guests in advance if there's anything I don't want to. They don't want to say, but I kind of know you, and I knew you were married. I yeah. didn't think you'd take offense to it, but no, it's funny. I know because I'm not a mean host or trying to ask like questions, <laughs> I, but I'm guessing maybe the person on the show thought the the guest was a. Tr- I don't know, and I, I I mean, but it was. Mm-hmm. It was very uncomfortable. So I just, that's why I'm like, oh, here it comes again. So, but, but your wife actually, you know, when I met her, I can't remember what veg fest it was, but she sold me the most comfortable set of sheets I ever owned. They're, these tell, talk about your wife's sheets, if you don't mind, and how we can get them because Absolutely. they're really special. Yes. As she labels them, they're the best sheets ever. And as you, Chef AJ, can attest, they are incredibly soft. And, um, they're breathable. They're they um, they're temperature sensitive. If you're a hot sleeper, they keep you cool. If you're a cool sleeper, they keep you nice and warm. They're amazing sheets, and you can find them at zencomforthome.com. That's z-e-n comforthome.com. And uh, yeah, they're incredible sheets. I before she got in that business, I didn't really trip off of sheets or how they felt but once she got involved with that now i'm a sheet snob yeah no <laughs> I, I got them in purple no, they're really sheets. special they really are very good and they're my favorite sheets yes. they're my only then comfort home I, I just posted them. the link yep at eco-friendly guys so check it out and uh, that's yep. uh, they're yeah, amazing that's, no they really are okay um jl wants to know are your kids vegan and into fitness too i know your wife's vegan for sure mm-hmm Yes, Nadia is vegan. She's been vegan um, four and a half years now. And of course, it, she just took the vegan world by storm because she hosts a monthly block party here, well, pre-COVID, uh, Zen Nights Vegan Block Party, which is the last Friday of every month in downtown Mesa. She would shut off on the streets with city's approval, have all the local uh, vegan food vendors set up their 10 by 10s and thousands of people would come the last Friday of every month. Uh, the kids... They're on their journey, let's just say that. Um, the son that's at college, he's a little bit closer than the daughter that's at home. She's a little more influenced by friends and you know things that may seem weird. But, but the funny thing is she's really good friends with Genesis Butler, if any of you all know who Genesis is. So I'm hoping the impact will eventually rub off on the daughter and she'll get it. That's so cool. I had Genesis on the show. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah. yeah. Her and yeah, Layla she... are really good friends. <laughs> that's so cool. I tell, tell, that's, that's really neat. Okay. So there was a question from Cheryl. Any tips for staying in shape while we're stuck at home? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I wouldn't use that as an excuse because we've all been locked out of the gyms, you know, periodically throughout this whole pandemic. Um, 
and if you don't have any equipment or anything else, just your body is the machine, is the equipment. And you can do a variety of body weight exercises that will, you know, at least maintain until you're able to get into a gym or purchase equipment if you don't have any available. But yeah, there, the pandemic has shown me there's no excuse for not being fit. You just really have to focus on nutrition. Unfortunately, most, most of us started with the uh, Netflix and chill. I know I've got a little quarantine belly going myself right now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, you can definitely do it from home and stay fit, even if you just have to get things that mimic dumbbells or weight. If you have to pick up a couple water bottles or soup cans, anything that will um, add a little resistance. And of course, like I mentioned, use your body weight. Yeah, great. Exercise as um, well. Jill says, you said you do a lot of fruit. Do you also do high starch? What about veggies? Can you get good nutrition from so much fruit? I personally have had no issue with it. And as I mentioned, the uh, six week experiment, I guess I did with those young ladies when they were on a probably 75% fruit based diet. Um, very positive results, especially with the one who was periodically checking in with her uh, physician. I don't have any issues with high fruit and definitely rounded out with veggies. But I mean, I'm not perfect by any means. Trust me, there are some amazing vegan restaurants here in Phoenix area that do have um, vegan comfort food, if you will. And I do make my way around to those sometimes as well. Nice. So yeah, I'm not perfect by any means. I just prefer fruit as it's easy to digest and gives your body, you know, definitely the quick absorbent sugars that it needs um, in a natural state, not refined. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Carla says, what is the typical age range of most of your clients? Uh, usually in the 35 to 55 range. However, I think going forward, as I mentioned in January, where I'm going to be uh, publishing some ebooks, I'm going to really, really focus on being fit after 40. You know, I'm going to focus more so on my demographic. It'll be men and women, so it's not gender specific, but just fit after 40, attainable, realistic, sustainable type fitness for the long haul, as opposed to, you know, what you see nowadays on social media with the young 20-somethings. I mean, they're cute. They're adorable, flashing their little glutes or whatever. Um, that's good, but I want people to be healthy first and then aesthetically, aesthetics come second. So it's more so what I'm going to be looking at, like I mentioned, fit after 40, sustainable fitness solutions for the long haul. Nice. I love that fit after 40. Okay. Ah, here's a, this, this, this question you could talk about probably a, a whole hour, but maybe you'll give us the reader's digest version. Carla, no, uh, Petra says, what is your nutritional advice for safe and sustainable weight loss? Safe and sustainable. Mm. Let's see. Balance. That's the key. Um, make sure you're incorporating a good amount of fresh fruits, veggies, whole grains, beans, legumes. If you're 80% whole food plant-based, 20% if you want, like I mentioned, the vegan comfort foods, if you will. If you have a good balance there around 75, 25 or 80, 20, I think you'll be fine with the higher number being whole food plant-based sources, of course. 
um, I think you'll be fine. And it's very doable, it's sustainable. And I, I think it's something that will stick once you have a routine with it. Okay, thank you. I don't know if that answered the question. <laughs> Uh, let's see who, uh, it's a plant life asks safe upper body moves with shoulder issues, frozen shoulder limits for me. I got a torn rotator cuff and I would say go to a physical therapist. Yeah, I was going to say that too right now. I mean, I still have K tape on. I just came from a trigger point injection on one of my shoulders. I love so, K tape. Um, the only problem is it's really hard to put K tape on yourself and most of your body parts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because if you look at yes, some of my earlier shows, I mean, I, I, I got really, I got Argyle colors. I got like really, I didn't get just the beige, you know, mm -hmm. you know, me. And I've, I've got all these weird colors, but, but that stuff's amazing. Yeah, it is. I have some on my left shoulder right now. I've been having issues with it since pretty much late August, September. And um, I've been, you know, getting trigger point massage and um, dry needling on it because I have um, some knots that are deep down in there and just trying to give them the release and get a full range of motion back but if you're trying to do anything with upper body definitely uh, consult with a physical therapist if you have a shoulder injury that's usually my first go-to or i would suggest to anybody that has that says they have a real injury and then we can assess where it is and what exercise would be beneficial as opposed to doing more damage Absolutely. I've got these pulleys on my door that I do every day that they, they, oh, yeah. Yep. That, that's, uh, I got to. Yeah. Cause it's been, this has been going on since last Christmas and I want to play pickleball again, darn it. But I'm getting better. It just, just takes a while. But that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing with exercise. Find something that doesn't feel like exercise. Cause like when you're playing pickleball, you could be out there three hours. You didn't even know you were exercising because it's just so fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that's what I mean. Find something that you're going to enjoy doing, some type of movement. Get up, get that body moving. It's meant to move. Yeah. Or get a dog and then you have to go out. You got to walk the dog or adopt a dog. Oh, yeah. Preferably. yeah. <laughs> have a choice. Or just walk or come or combine it. Go to the shelter and volunteer to walk those dogs and then you're doing double good. So JL says, what do you recommend oh, yeah. for someone who wants to get into your career? Wow. Um, you know, I guess first you have to decide if it's a passion or if it's a job. I came into it because, as I mentioned earlier, when I first moved to Arizona, I was working in mortgage banking. I wasn't working in the gym. However, I lived in the gym as a gym rat, as they call. And um, it was just so natural once things started going sour with the economy and got that final pink slip. And luckily I got certified before it came. I almost had this, you know, prediction that it was gonna happen. And it, it just fell in line with it. So if you wanna get started, just make sure your heart is in it and that you truly love helping and serving people and then get the educational requirements as far as certification. And, um, use your experiences. I don't know what level of fitness you are or definitely cut your teeth, you know, with your own personal experience as far as working out, trying to find a good program and develop that. I mean, the human body isn't going to change. The textbooks are only going to say, okay, you got these bones, you got these muscles, work them. But every individual that walks in that door to see you is going to, have to be totally different. <laughs> and you just have to find what works for them, get in tune with clients. You have to almost have this 
synergistic thing and feel them and mold yourself to them. And then I think you'll be a success. Thanks. Okay. So there's a question from somebody that's local because they're talking about the East Valley. Colleen says, do you have a pain management doctor you recommend? I've had low back issues for three years. Ooh, I'm in the East Valley too, Colleen. Um, I would suggest where I go. It's a place called LifeQuest Physical Health there on uh, Ray and McQueen. Like I mentioned, I just left there from a session this morning. I've Unfortunately, I had a few uh, auto accidents since I've been here in Arizona, people not paying attention and run into me. And I've been there three or four different times and I've gotten back to 100% under the care of Dr. Sharp over at LifeQuest. Nice. So I would definitely suggest seeing them first. Cool, thank you. Um, Mandy says, has he always been interested in fitness and nutrition even before bodybuilding? Yes, I don't know where you came in, but as I mentioned earlier, I was inspired at the age of five years old by watching Jack LaLanne and mimicking him, doing push-ups, jumping jacks and the like. And then it's something I've continued. As I mentioned, I played team sports in school, got my first weight set around 10 years old, learned how to work out between the combination of, um, you know, I think Jack LaLanne was off the air by then and he did mostly body weight stuff. Then learning things from different coaches and rest has been history. And then, you know, after the corporate job went away, I just naturally fell in line with fitness, which is what I've been doing my entire life pretty much. Great. Uh, Jan wants to know if you have a website. Website? No, but there's a link. I believe um, I sent it to you and it should be posted there as far as uh, scheduling and services. And if you give me a few minutes, I'll put a special offer out there for your view. That, that sounds great. Thank you. Um, yeah. For anybody who may be interested. So after we get off here, if you give me about 15 minutes, I could have it up and anybody who's interested, they can just go back and click on the link and schedule a uh, free 15 minute consultation. As I mentioned, I'm gonna be working a lot more in the digital space. And if any of your viewers fit into that demographic that I'm really gonna be pursuing in the new year, that Fit After 40 Club, I'd love to chat with them. That sounds great. I can always add it to the show notes later. Nice. Okay, so here's okay, a, qu a question from Janet. How do firm arms, the flabby skin under upper arm area is so hard to get firm? Yes, I hear that quite frequently. <laughs> and um, that's going to be a combination, of course, diet and exercise. You definitely want to do exercises that focus on that uh, tricep area. And uh, depending on your strength level or where you're at, you may want to maybe better off starting off with just resistance bands. Some people can do dumbbells. Some people can do body weight exercises with it. But uh, nutrition first and weightlift and resistance training just complement it. Cool. Okay, I saw another question here. Let's see. I hope see. that answered a question. Uh, Candy says, what's the best way to get my 13-year-old started in weight training? He's interested and he has received doctor approval. Ooh, okay, if you guys have a uh, local coach, I don't know, well, kind of a different world we're in right now. I don't know if he belongs to any sports clubs or anything. 
Um, I would definitely check the area to see if there's any special youth athletic type coaches or gyms in your area. Start there. And the ones that are here in Arizona that I know of, they're phenomenal. I have a lot of moms that I work with. They're younger, you know, 13, 14 year old sports, you know, or athletes, athletic type kids. They do go to certain ones. And most of the coaches out here are very good working with kids, especially beginners, but learning how to live properly without injuring themselves because you know at 13 you're still growing so you definitely got to be extra careful here's a question yeah, definitely research your area and i think you'll find somebody so this is an interesting question I, from angela is it true you can work abs every day unlike other areas where you should alternate days you know um, I follow the old model, abs are truly made in the kitchen because um, we tend to accumulate excess body fat in that area. So nutrition first, but yes, I wouldn't have a problem with someone saying they work their abs every day. However, what you're doing is making them stronger. Nutrition will make them visual, visually appealing. <laughs> Let's just say that. Nice. Okay. Uh, Cindy says your gym is 37 hours away. So I guess she's not going to be coming to any of your in-person classes, but you guys, he does work virtually as well. And he's going to give us a nice little discount yeah. code a little bit after the show. Let's see. Monica says, did you interview mm -hmm. Genesis Butler? Absolutely. I, I did. If you just will. go to my channel, you can find her. Okay, I don't know if you can convince anybody, JL, but I'll ask the question. My son-in-law is a bodybuilder, but insists on eating chicken. Where did that chicken, rice, broccoli diet start? How do I convince him that chicken is not a health food? I don't know if you ever can convince anybody of anything, but. Ooh, <laughs> that, that's gonna be part of his personal journey. Um, one thing I would say, if, if he just wants to look at a different aspect um like you mentioned the game changers earlier that showcased a lot of vegan athletes there's the uh vegan strong team which i'm part of you can find us on vegan strong there's a whole team of vegan athletes most of us do compete in either bodybuilding fitness figure because it's both men and women on the vegan strong team it's Well, your sound just out there at your fingertips. I mean, I don't know who created the old chicken, rice, broccoli, but <laughs> yeah, that's. Okay, so let's see. Did you lose me? Yeah, a little bit. I, that little, little, little sound drop. So hopefully, hopefully right. you'll come back. Diane, who actually lives in Arizona, but I think she's Tucson, which is not that close to you, but a little close, says, what vitamins do you take? Ooh. And Cynthia said she ordered her sheets. How do you like that? All right, Cynthia. Nice. You're going to sleep well when you get them. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Um, the only thing I would recommend supplementing is B12, you know, especially being a vegan. Um, that's the one thing that uh, the nutritional profile seems to be devoid of. Other than that, I wouldn't suggest or take anything, really. I'm not a multivitamin type person. B12, and of course, I try to get B12 fortified foods first before even taking the in a pill form. Yep. Cool. So um, it's a plant life says I'm recovering from shoulder injuries. Is, is it shoulder issues? Is it better to keep the weights low and the reps high or vice versa? 
I would definitely go with lighter weights again consult with the physical therapist first to see what they recommend you may even want to start out with bands I don't know if it's a rotator issue what type of shoulder issue you in, incurred but um definitely seek physical therapist first and if you're cleared there you definitely want to go at lighter weights I wouldn't necessarily say a lot of reps I would go with whatever the shoulder is allowing you to do work with what you're given and build from there Right. Uh, Diane says, what does the K-tape do? I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's like magic. It's like, I think it like stabilizes the injury. Yeah, it stabilizes. It's kind of support. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what it does. It just kind of holds things. Together. I have a tendency to keep it on too long and then I get these really bad rashes. It's like, I think, <laughs> I'm not good with that. So I don't know if you can answer this one, but Janelle says, I eat whole food plant-based and I exercise 60, 90 minutes daily. Excellent. What do you recommend to help me lose the eight pounds? If she cut off one arm, that probably is eight pounds, right? No, I'm kidding, of That's course. That's the but fast route. <laughs> yeah, yep. Sever a limb, huh? No, um, you know, again, and if I sat there and talked with you and looked at your entire nutritional profile as to what you're doing, I could probably give you a better answer, but just on the surface, um, uh, that's so tricky. I mean, I, you can't really say without consulting with the individual, but I would say be patient and persistent, if, if nothing else. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, you guys, you, uh, Kathy says, I'd love to talk to him. Well, you can, because he's going to be giving us some information in the show notes pretty soon. And then you can have a free 15 minute conversation with him, he says. So that's amazing. And Carla says, a good trainer is worth the money. Been using one for seven years and will never be without one. Absolutely. Yes. We yeah. are, we do fill a void. We are needed. <laughs> yeah. The way I would answer her question for the last eight pounds is first of all, maybe there is no last eight pounds. You know what I mean? Like, how do you know? You know, yeah. I mean, in, I mean, I, unless, you know, unless her being, but, but also the other thing I say, the, see, as much as you love fruit and I do too, when it's caloric density is involved, vegetables, man, you got to increase those in yeah. my opinion, way more than fruit and starch. If your goal is really weight loss, but any, anyway, sounds like she's doing great with her diet okay. and exercise. So oh, yeah. guys, any more questions for Mr. Will Tucker? Let's see. He's been following Jack LaLanne. Is he in his late sixties? No, he's not. <laughs> He's in his early 50s. He, he literally just turned 50. <laughs> wow. I was around back in the 70s when he had a show. So I, yeah. I've been around a few decades. I've been around I, the block. A few I decades. remember his show and I remember the pantsuit and I remember his dog. I mean, I just think he was great. <laughs> We need a we need a modern oh, yeah. day Jack Lalane, that's for sure. Well, this has sure been fun talking to you and getting to know you a little bit more. And uh, um, I, I love that you're you know doing these classes, even though there's a pandemic, because you get I, you know you might you might get more people online even because like I, I've been taking more uh, acting and improv and comedy classes that I could have if there was no pandemic because these the schools weren't offering them, you know. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you maybe you could do the same thing. You'll get people from all over now instead of people just locally. Oh yeah. I'm hoping so. I'm here to help, here to serve the people. So hopefully they'll work with me. All right. Here's a fun question. We have a I love when when people that have been on the show come back and watch and support the show. And I appreciate it. This is Dr. Nick Delgado. 
And he says, do you find you can train older clients using eccentric contractions, negative reps to failure training, also add plant-based oil-free, sugar-free with eating fruit prior to and during training is needed? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it can be done, definitely. Um, that's one of the ways that you, you know, stimulate muscle growth. You manipulate either, uh, you know, the rep tempo, the weight, of course, and of course, going eccentric with the negatives, that's a good way to stimulate muscle growth too and uh, help people become stronger. So yes, you can definitely incorporate that. Yep. Well, a lot of people saying this guy is great. And you're getting a lot of compliments on your teeth. I do have to say you have beautiful teeth. Obviously, you have good dental hygiene. <laughs> That's part of it. <laughs> yeah. It's so Thank important. You. I appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, this has been a lot of fun. And so I'm glad the guys, so somebody's actually, we, we weren't here to promote the sheets, but I just mentioned it. They are really actually nice. We should have Nadia on sometime maybe showing them and, you know, we should have had you bring it because they really are special sheets. They're, they're just so soft, you know, you want your no, face on so a soft, soft sheet, you know, it absolutely. So good. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we both really do sleep on them, not together, but <laughs> Right. <laughs> we're a different area. Yeah, you're, you're great. You got you're such a you're just such a nice person, really. So uh, good luck to you, you with um, your ebooks. And if you need help uh, get, get unblocking yourself, writer's block, I can inspire you to write a real book because I actually teach business classes on the side for that. And you oh, know, nice. it, I didn't it can, know that. Yeah, yeah, it's not something I you know, big promote on because I got, got got my fingers in so many pies, but I've helped some people yeah. do that. So please feel free to reach out to me for- you know, I will do that. For Definitely. your free consultation. No, just kidding. I'm fortunately <laughs> happy to talk to you. All right. Yes, very easy to talk to. So thanks so much, Will Tucker Fitness. Follow him on Instagram and we're going to get something Thank in the you. show notes if you want to do a, a free 15 minute consult, but maybe you guys can do his workout class. That would be fun. Or maybe he'll come back and do a workout sometime. Who knows? Robert Cheek did Absolutely. that. It could be a lot of fun. Absolutely. So thanks so much for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at 11 a.m. for a... Oh, okay. I'll ask one more question. I saw it before I ended from Star. Are there any recommendation for disabled folks? I think it's going to depend on what the disability might be. Yeah, that's definitely. You answered it right there. It depends on what's going on and um, working around, you know, whatever the limitation may be to, uh, you know, get the most out of the workout. So yeah, without, without knowing what it is, I, you know, can't really answer. All right. Well, great. Thanks so much. Say hi to Nadia and thanks everyone oh, for watching an, yeah, another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at 11 a.m. for another great guest. Take care, Will. Bye-bye.